everyone. Hi, hello. It's me, Allison Rosen. Welcome to another episode of Allison Rosen is your new best friend. I'm sitting here with Wheeler Walker Jr., extremely popular and profane country artist. Hello and welcome. Thank you very much. Thanks for having me. It's, I love the podcast and it's nice to be here. Um, a little bit of allergies. I know it's not the time. This is not the time to talk about this, but it's a fine time. Well, it's just, you know, I'm from Kentucky and I live in Tennessee and you figured the allergies are way worse there. But for some reason, it, I get bad allergies in Los Angeles. Do you know if that's a thing out here? It's a thing for me. It is. Okay. And for producer Jeff. All right, producer Jeff. Oh, uh, yeah, because like my that area of the country where I'm from is kind of famous for its allergies. I actually have friends who have, have some theories, which I believe, which are that that's kind of where the country sound comes from in Nashville. That kind of oh, high, like like the high, like kind of a, um, a honking, you know, honky tonk kind of voice comes from that. And I I don't disagree. I, it's actually an interesting point. But so you think coming out to L.A. with just fucking palm trees and sand and shit it, it would improve but it drives, it's driving me crazy this morning and it was raining this morning oh really so i feel like that just kicks I everything up that. if you take an antihistamine do you find that you veer towards a different genre of music uh no it's still country but yeah i yeah i can it's country that i can breathe along to <laughs> i think is the main difference so with your first album redneck shit which i loved and which did really well right yeah well i mean they've both done pretty well that one was more surprisingly done well because I I kind of came from nowhere and my uh I I do everything independently I own my label I own my masters I own everything but I have a company that distributes it you know just gets it out which by the way distribution is not doesn't it means a new word nowadays because they do get it out to stores but I mean people don't you know it's basically I'm paying someone to just upload it to iTunes. <laughs> But they called me up that week it came out. They're like, you know, it debuted at number nine on the Billboard country charts. I goes, how the fuck is this possible? I mean, I'm just, I came out, I mean, like, I, mean, I, I know, like, Winona Judd's album came out that week. And she's been at it for however many, 30-something years. And I'm like, how did I outsell her? She's you know, has 30 years of fans built up. I'm not, it's not to denigrate her, but I'm like, where did these fans fucking come from? I guess people... I think it's a combination of um, uh, uh, playing this traditional country music and also doing it with um, contemporary lyrics. I think people just hadn't heard it, which mm-hmm. it didn't seem like a very um, innovative thing for me to do. I was just at the end of my rope and I was pissed off and I was just like, I'm going to make a country record, you know, like the one I've always wanted to, you know, because when you sit around and you write songs, a lot of the times, you know, you'll you'll write the silly or dirty stuff that comes in your head and then you'll clean it up when it's time to record. I was like, why don't I just make an album where I just where I skip that step? It'd be interesting. You know, because I'll, I'll go visit my friends in the studio and they're like, motherfucker shit. And then they get in the, like, all right, one, two, three, four. And it's like, I love you, babe. I was like, why don't you fucking sing like you were talking before? Which they do in obviously most other genres of music. So um, probably be, being my age, you know, growing up in the, 80s where it was like you know i'm just less immune to it having you know my parents and my parents and my friend's parents out in the living room listen to Waylon while we're in our rooms like listening quietly to nwa or public enemy <laughs> you know it's just like we never language and music just doesn't mean anything to my generation where in country music which is still living in some ways living in the old days you know the way they think but um the fucking shitty music they put out is this pop country garbage. 
So they're to me, I'm doing the similar thing to what they're doing, but I'm doing the better version of it, which they're taking like, I would say maybe hip hop culture and just stealing the beats and the sounds of it mm-hmm. and just repurposing that for white people. Whereas I'm taking the, the grittiness and the rawness of it. And I did go viral on black Twitter. Do you know what black Twitter is? It's, you tell me. Um, I didn't know what this was, but I got a, I got a, a, t- a couple texts from people like, you know, this, it was, it was the week my f- new album, my new album's called Old Wheeler. And the week my new album came out, one of the songs from the, the song Fuck You Bitch from uh, the Redneck Shit went viral on black Twitter, like Erica Badu and a bunch of, like, basically black Twitter is, but like the rest of all of the culture, everything starts in the, like, you know, blues, rock and roll country, everything starts in the black, war, you know. Community. Community. And I guess there's this thing, it's not actually like a website, I just learned about it. It's like, all these memes and everything start with like these like, kind of like world star hip hop type of places that are like, these, what they call black Twitter, you know? Mm-hmm. And and I just blown, I'm like the, probably the, I would assume the only country artist to have blown up on black, which I take a lot of pride in. Like I have a lot of African American fans and I say African American to um, show how serious I am about it. <laughs> but, you know... You know, as dirty as it is, I want it to be for everybody. So when when I to have any country music that reaches out across uh, the color lines means a lot to me. And you know, basically the meme. I think there was a meme that said, you know, some guy who with like eight billion followers, you know, put a meme is like showed the fuck you bitch video, and it's like didn't know country went this hard, <laughs> which is I guess you know a compliment. Like you know, yeah. he's like you know uh, Chuck D and a uh, in a cowboy hat or something. <laughs> so there was quite a bit of pushback to redneck shit because of the language. How has how's it been with Old Wheeler, the follow-up? Uh, very similar. I mean, people, I mean, a lot of the times people think, like, when I complain about Music Row and the na- national music industry, which I would guess I'm out here right now working on, like, trying to work on a, a TV thing slash movie thing, which has been a fucking pain in my ass. And you kind of, I assume, work in this shit. I mean, this is just shit. The showbiz stuff, all the politics about it. But Nashville is becoming just as bad, mm-hmm. but it's like in like, in like a small town environment. So it's like, when I talk about so-and-such band is pissed off, like, I'm not joking around. These guys are like pissed. Their people call up my people, like, knock it off. Like who? You know, I don't want to say they're the people... I don't want to give credit to the people who have reached out and said, uh, shut up. Um, <laughs> Garth Brooks not very happy with me right now. Um, I'll say that name. Um, but yeah, I just like, I I like to, well, here, another thing kind of pisses me off is like, you know, like I said, like a band like Florida Georgia Line, I don't know if you know who they are. They're huge. I but, know of them but they play arena. because of you. Okay, me, yeah. And I will say, that's my other argument too. I'll be like, I'm, re- I'm, I'm selling your shit more than anybody, you know? Like, a lot of people had never heard of these fucking artists until I start ripping on them. But they're like a, a band that they just, they're a country band, quote, I'm using the air quotes for people, for the listeners. And, you know, they tour with Backstreet Boys, Nelly, you know, it's like, they're taking kind of hip-hop beats and they're adding, you know, they're taking kind of hip-hop uh, sounds and putting country music to it. And I, I just, it's like, I just get really pissed about it, but you know, it's like I can see the counter argument. But my thing is just like 
If I'm listening to hip hop, I'll listen to Dr. Dre or I'll listen to Kendrick or something. I'm not going to fucking listen to Florida Georgia Line rapping about a cooler or something. <laughs> you know, so like those kind of people, you know, get pissed. The other thing that I, I actually brought a point about the other day to a friend is like they, they want to take all these things from like black culture. But then when I start a beef with them, they fucking freak out. I was like, well, that's part of it too, mm-hmm. man. You know, that's a big part of hip hop culture, I think. I'm not talking like some hip hop expert here because I don't know that much about it. But I mean, I know what I like, but. Shouldn't you embrace the beef part too? I would think, but they're not down with it. I will say a couple of the big art. I mean, there's a band called Old Dominion who are like, who are really big and they suck. <laughs> and I ripped on them once on Twitter and um, they played live on the Country Music Awards. And um, while I was live tweeting it and I put, you know, these these five guys, I, I put... Um, at least we know they're not jacking each other off right now because we can see them on TV. And, th- and they tweeted back the next day. They're like, Wheeler, how do you know? <laughs> and so, like, I always use that as an example. It's like, you know what? These guys are cool. Like, I'm, yeah. I'll never fucking insult them again because they can take... It's no it's fun true. to do it if they can take a joke. So that's just an example. If, uh, if, like, if you're an artist now, you've got a big country artist who listen to your podcast, that's the answer, which is just take, give it right back to me and give it better than I gave it. And you know, it's over. I mean, that I've never, that ended, I didn't write back. And one other guy, um, a guy recently did the same thing and I actually tweeted out, you know, respect to, I think it was Dustin Lynch is his name. I don't even remember these guys' names. It's like, you know, I got to give it to him for, you know, coming right back at me. Like, you know, I'll give the guy credit for, you know. Were you aware of all of these contemporary country stars before you started making music and performing? Or is this like now that you're so immersed in this world? No, I mean, that, that's what I mean. What's interesting to me is, you know, so I was listening, we were in the studio, I was listening to, I basically turned off um, country radio in like the late 80s. And that's so when you, it's like you turn it off and you just assume that's where it freezes for you. I'm like, Back then, I I don't like Garth Brooks. I don't like to me. That's to me that was pop country, you know. Which and Garth Brooks nowadays is basically fucking Woody Guthrie, you know, <laughs> compared to what's out there right now. So I was in the studio listening back to some of the tracks with the band and the producer, um, and uh, I was like, yeah, it's kind of a bummer when you think about it. these. These songs are so catchy that they'll be radio hits if I cleaned them up, and they all looked at me like I was crazy. They're like, "Have you listened to country music radio recently?" And I, the answer, honest answer was no, I hadn't. So I went home that night and I listened for a while. And I'm like, I was, it's really where all this came from is I was fucking flabbergasted. It's so fucking bad. I mean, it really is. I mean, it's a, it's not country music. My my friend, uh, it's not her story, but Brandy, Cl- Brandy Clark, who's a great artist. If people don't know her, they should check her out. But she said a friend, I said, because people are having the argument now, what is country music? And she Someone told her country music is whatever white people are listening to. Huh. Which is kind of an interesting way to look at it, but like in some ways she's this person is kind of right. You know, it's like this like a guy right now who's huge is Sam Hunt. Mm-hmm. And it's really just he's from the South, but he could be kind of rap talks a little bit. Like it's just like kind of country ish sounds and he'll like he doesn't even sing. I mean he does sing some, but he mainly just kind of like, yeah, you know, talking talk rapping and I know his producer, and I was his producer and co-writer is a buddy of mine. I asked him on my podcast, actually, like, you know, why the fuck is this country? And he's just like, because Sam's country. That's who he is. He's a country guy. He's from a farm in Georgia. 
and he just lives a country life and that's his attitude. So whatever he makes is country music, which I mean, I guess, I mean, I I disagree. Yeah. What is that? Like, what does that his attitude mean? What's the country attitude? I mean, I, I don't know what that means. I mean, the example he was using was he had a, a song out, which has been a number one song for like six months. Literally it's called a, or yeah, it was called break up in a small town. You know, Mm. it's like about like, which was an actually an old there's an old uh, Stanley Brothers tune called uh, "Don't Cheat in Our Hometown," which is you know the same thing as like breaking up with a girl in a small town's way hard you know because everyone knows everyone's talking like you can't avoid her which is not a bad thing to talk about but it's something it's not a it's not a an issue in New York City or Los Angeles you know right that's a very kind of country ish th- you know, if you're living in the country and there's fucking fourteen chicks who live there you know it's hard to break up with someone so i i mean i know what he's saying but and again he's just saying he's coming he's saying the same thing in a new way mm-hmm. using like these kind of hip-hop beats and um you know it's saying he, he but goes you hate him right um yeah i mean i will i will say i mean two things have gotten to me one is i i now understand the other his point of view and i don't want to um and the other thing too is he's not he doesn't he's after I found out he's just completely not on social media, and I found out my fifty-five fucking thousand tweets to him, <laughs> insults to him were just like went to deaf ears. It was like you know, I actually think that's the best response. It's just like he doesn't even know, he the best he's oblivious. He, he literally doesn't know I exist. So it's like that's not a fight. That's just me complaining. So, mm-hmm. uh, but yeah, that's a good example of the shit I uh, music I don't like, and all of a sudden I become the guy. And you know, the artist I like, you know, will nudge me or text me like. Man, you know, we all because it's not a cool thing to in music to make fun of other artists. It's a very rare thing. I love it. You know, Oasis used to do it all the time in rock, and um, like Guns N' Roses would go after fucking Motley Crue. Like, I used to love that shit as a kid. So people love celebrity feuds. Yeah, I mean, that's what the bummer is. Mine aren't feuds. Mine are just me screaming. <laughs> but uh, other, the, I, I'm saying I think a lot of things that people artists want to say, but they're not allowed to say for whatever reason. And I get why they're not, you know, like a real quote unquote artist wouldn't, it's not cool for him to go. The other four people in this category suck. I'm the fucking best, you know, it's not a good look. Well, so that kind of gets to a question that I wanted to ask you. The music you make, like the sound of the music is a very, I love it and it's sincere and it's authentic and it's good. And then the lyrics are hilarious and dirty. Um, and so I feel like you've kind of carved out this niche where you're like you are taken seriously, but you aren't. Yeah. And but but my sense from you is that well, maybe that's not fair because you are taken seriously. But my sense from you is that you wish you feel like you should be taken even more seriously you're as an artist. Ab- absolutely right. Which is, I mean, the example I'll use is one I always use: "Fuck you, bitch." That song, which is a a hit on black Twitter among other places um, where it comes from. I mean, like I got dumped. I was, it was my fault. The girl wasn't a bitch, but as she was walking out, you know, the thought in my head was, you know, I don't want to like the pure thought was just fuck you, bitch. You know, yeah. it wasn't like, and that's the try to the ar- argument I try to make, which is, you know, it's not like be different if I had a song called fuck bitches, you know, it's just like this girl, <laughs> Broke, I mean, to me, I mean, some ways almost feminist. It's like, this girl broke my heart, and this is how I felt at the time. And she, this is how much power she has over me mm-hmm. to get these emotions out of me. And 
I don't know why that's less legit than, you know, Miss You Girl or something like that. You know, it's like more people are are, are gravitating. And I mean, I've, I'll, I'll do shows and afterwards, you know, this guy outside says he needs to meet you. And I go out and it's like, I drove 12 hours. My wife just left, left me and I drove 12 hours each way. I had to see you. Fuck you, bitch. My, my wife left me and fuck you, bitch. Just fucking like saved my life. And I had to meet like, so that's, you know, so I see it and I see the effect it had. So to call it, silly or comedy kind of is almost like an insult to that guy in some right. ways. Right, yeah, there's this urge in culture and maybe especially in country music, tell me if you think so, to sanitize genuine human emotion. Totally, yeah, and I think, um, well, there's, I think the other thing you're kind of getting at, which is in some ways, uh, and it's I found it to be true, there's like an old, like, like a, a, a thing that people always say, you know, whatever's cool in New York and L.A. or the big cities gets to the South like 10, 15 years later. And I think that is true. I mean, I think, like I said, like these beats they're using now in country, it's not even like cool shit. It's like MC Hammer type beats. Like I call it, it's like Millie Vanilli with a twang. <laughs> but like the actual using, like this language that I'm using is because, you know, I'm uh, my uncle who's much, much older. He's in Nashville and he's a a fan but he always talks to me about it he's like you and he'll admit that the lyrics threw him at first and then he's like but he'll watch he watches he keeps as most old people do they watch a lot of tv and he's just like i can't believe how fucking filthy tv is you know he likes bill maher and it's just like bill maher's you know talking about like explicit sex acts he's like this is, he just doesn't know this world but he now at least admits it, it exists so i just don't like the country music that's out there just pretending that this world doesn't exist and people don't say fucking shit and people right. don't have sex you know no, no more, like, why are we saying make make love? You know, it's, like, not how people talk. Mm-hmm. And they're wondering why kids can't relate to country music. I think it's partly because of that. They're not speaking their language. Right. Because of these arcane rules. Um, like, I'm not dumb. I understand why the ra- radio, I mean, they'll get fined 100 grand for playing my song. I can't get played there. But I still get, I mean, the, I get pissed. Like, a big thing now is these Spotify playlists. That's what kind of drives singles nowadays. And Spotify won't put me on their country playlist like they'll have the country hits playlist which gets millions of listeners they won't put me on it because these guys are trying to turn spotify into radio you know they want it to be the new radio and if they hear the word fuck and like let's say and i and i I get where they're coming from which is grandma put just wants to hear some country hits and if they if um you know uh pussy king comes on in the middle of this playlist it's going to throw them but isn't the whole point of this new technology like there's no FCC regulations on Spotify? Just play, you know. Mm-hmm. It's who cares who get fucking gets pissed off. I'm just like take a fucking risk, you know. I get so pissed off about it, you know. It's like I don't need a new fucking app that's just gonna be radio again. Like radio's dead, we know that. Yeah. So to go with the times, you know. Like um, like iTunes, for example, has been really good about promoting my stuff on the country's section of their of their um of their store or whatever you know because i sell the same amount as them are you all because i know your first album was in comedy and in country yeah that that actually pissed i mean that's one of the i, th- I don't know if i told you this story we were talking before is so th- that distribution company called me up and they're like you know you uh you debut at number nine on the billboard country charts and they're like you're also on the comedy charts and i started screaming i'm like what the fuck am i doing on the comedy this is it's country music i'm just I'm being honest. Why is that funny to you? And I started screaming, and we were have a screaming match, and then halfway through the argument, I I stopped and I just go, um, before I keep arguing, just 
where am I on the comedy charts? She's like, number one. I was like, all right. I'll take any way to get a number one record. It's fine. <laughs> I think they just saw the song titles and the cowboy hat. And they're like, these don't fit. It's comedy. Right. And I'm just, and my thing was like, why is being honest in country? You know, why is, why is just a cowboy hat plus bad words equal comedy? Right. And the it, lyrics it, are funny though. Yeah. I mean, I, and, but, but, but country's always had that, you know, like here's a quarter call someone who cares and you know right the last thing i gave her was the bird i'm just doing it and kind of but also as you're holding up the poster right there with the women with their legs open i, I mean i get it well i'm also i'm just trying to part of it is just me trying to push buttons you if know? my dick is up why am i down well that that to me is like <laughs> but that's one of the songs i'm most proud of because that to me is a common theme in song in songwriting in general but no one said it quite like that it's true. Know, which is like why am i depressed even though if i'm getting laid you know mm-hmm but the two don't have anything to do with each other so i want to write a song about that but i'm not going to write the same song everyone else fucking writes so which of these songs on um old wheeler and i would anyone listening who doesn't have this album i would urge you to go get it because it's i was in love with it from the first time i listened usually thank you yeah usually it takes like a number of listens to feel like i'm into it but it really it's very accessible and it's also i think that's what what throws what what throws people is and it's gotten me into some songwriting rooms in Nashville, which I can talk about later if you want. But is it the vulgarity mixed with how fucking catchy it is? I think yeah. it throws people. They're like, man, this is even though people don't like it are are singing along. And you have a bunch of I'm of really great backing musicians as well. And I, like I love uh, fucking around featuring Casey Walker. You guys go back and forth trading lines. Like yeah, I that, love when men and women sing together. Yeah, that was actually. Um, she ended up using a pseudonym, but it's a it's a woman named Nikki Lane, mm. and she's a great country artist. And um, I love the old. They used to have that a lot more, like the Conway Twitty, yeah. Loretta Lynn, and George Jones, Tam, Tammy Wynette. Go! I love those back and forth songs. Right. By like, how do I update this? It's about a couple, both of whom sort of like one upping each other with confessing the way they've cheated on each other. Exactly, and I was like, that's how it obviously happened to me. I'm like, you know, obviously messing around or cheating on you there's a million songs about cheating in country music but i just i ain't heard why it's do that one again i've heard but i never heard fucking around i never heard the back and forth you know like that and then the line and the the fun the fun one about the part about that one was the idea of a guy getting on his knees like honey i got something to say to you you know i've been fucking around fucking around on you and then she's standing up like oh no big deal i'm fucking around on you too like that's just a fun thing that I'd, I'd never really heard in country music before and then there's the, your line i gotta admit that this is hurting me some which yeah. actually is sort of vulnerable yeah i mean it, it it's very vulnerable it also rhymes with the next line so um Th- threesome <laughs> yeah exactly you gotta you got don't forget this shit as people put people a lot of times people put too much in the lyrics i'm like it just and they'll ask me shit it's just like you know what it fucking rhymed i don't know why does music still have to rhyme? I don't know. It just sounds better, I guess. So of all these songs uh, on Old Wheeler, which one is the most personal to you? Definitely Summers in Kentucky, which is, I think, a lot of people's favorite because it's so pretty. Because mm-hmm. it's, I was back home for a high school, uh, I was at, back home visiting family, and it just happened to be a high school reunion. And my, my friends said they wanted to go. I thought they were joking. I went anyway, and we show up, and, you know, there's the prettiest girl from high school, and she... You know, we're 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 joking around, kind of like you know, she's bit yeah, whatever. Twelve divorces, ninety two kids. I think I'm exaggerating a little bit there, <laughs> but we're like you know, 
ha 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 look at her now and then we all kind of admitted to each other like you know what we'd take her we'd drop everything we had to to take take her right now you know and think being with my friends at that high school reunion think about the old days and how much i missed the kind of old days back in kentucky where i grew up and and like the line in that song which i think gets a lot of people is a uh, which i get again i guess why get why it's funny heard you gained a few got saggy tits but who am I to say? Because I age like shit. Which is like, because we were all laughing about like how kind of quote unquote nasty she looked. But to us, she still looked like she was still the girl from from high school. And was she? But it, then, and then, we, then we're looking around. We're like, but fucking look at us, man. I mean, it's not like we're we're making fun of her like with all the kids and the divorces and stuff. And right. like, we're like, look at us. We're fucking losers, and like we're all fucking fat. And like, you know. Was she someone that you had actually? Because in the song, she's someone that the singers had a relationship with. Had you actually been with her? Uh, no. Well, that's that's poetic license because I was not the most popular guy in, in a, as a kid. So it's a bit of a you know um, a wish fulfillment song of like mm-hmm. you know, and, the, and I talk about in the song like the the lyrics I'm talking about is meeting this sneaking out of the house, and meeting this girl by the creek, and making out with her, which is what my neighbor and my friend did. And I used to be so jealous of him. It's mm. like, it's my song now. I can just be that guy. You know, I'll just talk about, you know, t- he- talk about him as if he's me, you know, because I can certainly in my mind picture me. Because I remember thinking, what a fucking great life that was, like this fucking guy who didn't seem that much cooler or better looking than me, but obviously more confident. Sneaking out of his fucking window and meeting a girl down by the creek right by my house. And she would sneak out of her house. This is before cell phones and shit. You know, they had secret codes and shit, which made it a little more fun. It just seemed like a good. I think it goes back to kind of what I was saying, that kind of country world, you know, which is more small town shit, just like missing that kind of shit. Um, and I think people can see through the the um, vulgarity there. But what, I, what I'm saying about the, like the bad words in that song is when I'm talking to my friends, we're just like, you know, I'd still fuck, you know, we're talking like my, one of my friends literally said like, man, her pussy's probably all fucking stretched out. And as disgusting as it is, like, that's how me and my friends talk. I just didn't want to take, I didn't want to, I don't want to be dishonest with myself and not put that part in because, you know, that's what makes the way I look at the world different than the other country artists, you know? I need to do an ad read that relates so strongly to everything you just said about a woman after having kids. I think you said she had 92 kids and, but you had, acknowledge that that was yeah, I mean, and 12 divorces you acknowledge that that was hyperbole but still she had a bunch of kids that your body changes is this, is this an ad for vaginal re- rejuvenation no it's for icon undies which are undies so here's the thing one in three women pee a little when they laugh cough run or double bounce on a trampoline or so i don't know if since we last saw each other i had a baby uh and now when i cough that's when i'm most in danger of piddling myself well i I don't want to interrupt your ad, but uh, we were talking about allergies before, and I've been having a little post, maybe I need things, what they call post-urinal drip. And I asked my doctor, and he said it was the allergy medication that's doing it. Interesting. So they need to make these for fucking men. They do need to. Icon undies are here to help keep you dry with pee-proof underwear. These are from the same women who brought you Thinks period underwear so you can ditch your disposable panty liners because each pair of icon holds up to eight teaspoons uh they're also antimicrobial anti-order they're not gross um and they it's just a sad fact of well maybe sad is putting it too negative no it's sort of when it happens it's, it's just it's just a fact of life that most women will hit a point uh and it's this it's this, it's this, it's this 
gosh darn babies where all of a sudden you're like, oh, yeah, every time I move in a certain way, I'm just going to be peeing a little bit. Uh, and now we know also from that's allergies. A, I'll tell you what, this that's a heck of a, um, what do you call it? Uh, moving from the, the that, that was a, a great segue right there. It was an amazing segue. And wait, I'm not done though. Okay. Try Icon Undies for 30 days risk-free. Use code BFF at iconundies.com for $10 off your order. So, what do you mean, try, like you can actually send the undies back? Or I you, mean, yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. BFF at iconundies.com for $10 off your order. What, why do you think they don't make, do you think it's a pride thing that why they don't make them for men is like guys wouldn't buy them? Because when I told, when I, when I, when I was talking about what just happened to me, I mentioned it to my like eight million dudes. For the most, most, most part, they're like, "Oh yeah, that happens to me all the fucking time." See, I didn't know that. Yeah, so maybe it is a pride thing, or maybe this is an opportunity for you. Well, I think it's an opportunity for this company to make those underwear because right. I'm not going to get in the underwear business. I am kind of surprised that Wheeler Walker Jr. went to his high school reunion. I was surprised too, but I was there, and we were like, "Whenever you're home and you're visiting." family it's always nice to get out of the house and you know it's not the easiest i'm from lexington kentucky not the easiest place to find shit to do mm-hmm. and that's where everybody was that night and it's like i i didn't i didn't really i was stuck and i was i, I claimed to be pissed about going but the back of my mind was like you know i would like to you know see these people now that i'm hot shit and see how <laughs> but they didn't they didn't give two shits really so, yeah not yeah. anyone was it was anyone aware of your success um a couple people were in a no, not the people I wanted to be. Like what you what you want, obviously, is the girls running up to you. Like I'm so sorry, you know, I missed all that time. You know, <laughs> all that time in high school, we could have been, you know, banging, but you know, I fucked it up, which is not the reception I got. Huh. But yeah, it was interesting. Um, we got a good song out of it. So, so you said that you were not popular in high school. Uh, no, I don't think many many artists really are. I mean, there's there's. I mean, I would say that's also one of my big complaints about country music now too is it's now all the artists are the cool guys from high school, mm-hmm. the jocks. Well, Sam Hunt is a college, is a former college quarterback. Like, do you want to hear country music from a former? Because to me, it was what I don't I want to hear anything from that. exactly exactly. Well, my my to me, country music was always about you know heartbreak and you know the the sad part of life and you know. I believed it when Waylon and Willie sang it. Like, I don't believe it when, like, all this dude got, dude is doing is dumping women, you know? I mean, I don't, I don't know his personal life, but I don't want to hear country music from a, a college quarterback, you know? And those guys have really, it's, I would say it's probably, I'd assume it's every, not just country music, but all music and probably TV movies too, is now the cool guys are running the show and it drives me fucking crazy, you know? It's like, you guys had your time. Can you let, like, you got to have a face like this to know fucking heartache. You have you have a good face. It's fine, but yeah, you know. <laughs> it's covered in hair. A lot of it. Well, that's that's for a reason. Yeah, you know, I don't I don't as I tell people I don't put on I don't grow out my beard and put on shades and a and a hat really low because I look like Brad Pitt. But. <laughs> um, but you're in a relationship, right? Correct. How's it going? It's going well. I mean, the one thing I mean, there's a sacrifice to be to being Wheeler, which is um. It does make things a little more difficult. Um, I mean, I hesitate to even talk. Like, I try not to talk about it on podcasts, but I don't mind talking about it, which is I'll say shit on, you know, she's a, she's a fan and, you know, listens to me and what I, you know, what I do. And, you know, 
I'll like I'll say you know talk about f- fucking like as a you know just dicking around you know, kind mm-hmm. of and like I forget that there's someone out there who could be you know it's like and you know people a lot of the you know, women want me to um, sign their tits after shows a lot and I'll to me it's just fun to post it on Instagram <laughs> and I get why you know I just feel really bad like you know I f- now that there's someone else who, out there who looking at that like I wouldn't I mean obviously my excuse is like you know that's my career blah blah blah. I mean I'm not gonna say fuck you I ain't signing your tits but I get the other side too which is if I saw pictures of her signing dicks I'd be fucking pissed off you Mm -hmm. know so it just it complicates your life you know like a lot of this stuff you know as much as it's not comedy but it's still you know every musician's a character I mean like if you hung out with like Bono's not that guy you know I'm assuming that's not his birth name you know it's it's you know he's it's it's uh it's showbiz, you mm-hmm. know. So I'm not actually the pussy king, you know, but I thought it'd be it's it was a fun thing to like talk about. I was thinking when I made the song, it was the Stones have the song Some Girls, which they just kind of talk about girls, all different types of girls. This was my version of Some Girls, like Pussy King, girl here in this city, girl in that city. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, on now before the shows My favorite line from that I think is the trainer who keeps her legs open just in case. Yeah, well, yeah, exactly. Well, I mean, that's kind of the, I mean, to me, that's so fun. It's just, again, you just don't hear that kind of, that kind of language and and rhythm, I think, in, in this genre of music. But I'm a trailblazer. And, you know, uh, I was just, you know, I was, I was, um, uh, like when I say it's not common, it doesn't mean I don't want to, I want it, one of my complaints about country too is I want it to be fun, you know, just music in general should be fun, like, like we're we're cheating life, you know. Mm-hmm. We're getting to play music and make music for a living. Like we like the whole point was not to have a nine to five job. Like I want it's this is something pointless to do if you're not having fun with it. So doing the Pussy King poster that comes with the record and the you know the girls with their legs spread like it's fun. But now yeah, I do have to like think about the other you know like before my show like before I go on stage the chat the crowd now is chance Pussy King like mm-hmm. Pussy King Pussy King and it's like. That's probably, you know, looking from the other side. Like, I mean, I'm not asking them to do that, but I see why that's not fun for. How long have you guys been together? Uh, about a year now. How did you meet? That's is that unusual for you? Uh, yeah. I mean, that's what I mean. Totally, yeah. How did you guys meet? We met their mutual friend in Nashville, and uh, I don't know. We just kind of got along, and um. I guess is every relationship is the same thing. It's like, let's go out. Oh, that was fun. Let's do it again. You know, like, I think for me, I don't know about, because I just ran into your husband outside, mm-hmm. talked to him for a minute. Um, my relationships start with like, I'm going to go on a date with this person and I'm, my guess is I'm going to hate the bars low. Like, then you go home like, man, I really had fun. I was like, wait a second. I had two dates and both were fucking fun. Wait a second. Now we've hung out for the fifth time, and I'm still not miserable. This is weird. I guess this is. I guess we're a thing now, you know. Mm. But it's um. I wonder. You know, it's interesting. And I'll, now I'm interviewing myself. But <laughs> the first tour we did up until this last tour, which we did, which ended a couple weeks ago, the f- tours, for, all the tours for the first record, were basically sausage fests, just all dudes. And it's now pretty. I mean, that's why I, I'm not. I'm not gonna say I'm coming here for the female audience, but like, the shows are really fuck almost close to fifty fifty now, men and women, which makes me happy because yeah. women. It's this the, the whole. This is not, it's not supposed to be anti women 
shit, like, it's supposed to be for everyone. Like, I would think a girl in some ways would enjoy Fuck You Bitch more than a guy, you know, because they've been through it too. And being on the other end is kind of like a told you so moment. So it's been really fun. I wonder if maybe in some ways it's subconsciously opened me up to having more women at the shows, Mm -hmm. you know, now that I'm opening myself up personally a little bit, you know. Did you experience, so you experienced touring as a single guy though? Yes. What was that like? And, um, well, that's what a lot of this album is actually about, which is, that's why I called it Old Wheelers, just because I just, it didn't hit me that I was old till I went on the road. And then, you know. Oh, I thought it was like, Old Wheeler, you dirty dog. No, well, there's a couple things is, well, there's there's one of my favorite Waylon Jennings records is called Old Waylon. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot. There's a song called "Pictures on My Phone" on this album that's about like girls texting you their privates. I'll <laughs> leave it at that. And I'm just like, you know, some of my age, you know, like if you told me that when I was 13 that that technology even existed, much less just seeing a naked vagina in the first place, it's like that's crazy. And like being at an age now that we're like, it's not that exciting to me, or like you know, meeting girls after a show on that first tour, and you know, not wanting to, you know, do. You know, I'm wanting to just, I'd rather just get back on the bus and go to the next town, you know? First of all, let's just start from the beginning. It's inconvenient. It's not like, it's not the life they claim it to be. You meet a girl after a show, you're going on to the next town. What's she going to do? You, you bring her on the road and give her 200 bucks to grab a train mm-hmm. or something, you know? So it doesn't even work. But um, I was just surprised at how um, much uh, the world had changed. Because what, basically, what, what I'm talking, when I say old wheeler, it's like, I wanted all this shit to happen when I was 20 mm-hmm. and it happened when I was 40. I'm like, this shit don't do me any good anymore. You know, it's not what I want. I don't want a one night stand with the the town skank, you know, at this age. And, um, and the surprise in my mind that I didn't, you know. Right. I think that's what, you know, a lot of the, you know, and the technology, like I said, technology, you know, people, you know, meeting these girls. With the, and then they, I still look at my self i mean i I mean i say it the pictures but when i think of myself i think of myself as a kid but then a 28 year year old girl walks up to me and she looks like a little girl i'm like you know no i'm not giving you my fucking number you look like a little kid and like all this crazy just the 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 advancements and like people wanting like you know hey nice show what's your snapchat i mean like what the fuck i just like it's like i'm a man out of time you know Mm -hmm. um I just don't know this world. And I think, too, playing maybe that more traditional country music and playing in that style and then people asking for your Snapchat is just kind of a weird... Uh, you Anachronism. Know. Yes. Good word. Um, do you enjoy touring? Because I think of you as someone who doesn't love travel. Um, I love playing. I don't. Um, I don't love... We're not doing touring. At, I mean, we're doing bigger shows. Each tour gets bigger. We got when I don't know when this will be released tonight. Uh, no, Monday. Kidding. Monday. Okay, cool. Uh, so we got a tour coming up. If this coming up this week, then um, it's the traveling. You're right about that. I don't love that. I mean, we're still not in fucking. We're far from private jets, much less <laughs> you know, like the, I don't have the bus with the TV and all that shit. Mm-hmm. But I learned that well, I'm, I'm what I'm enjoying more now and this is going to ruin my whole image, is the first tour I kind of learned that how you can't take it too far. Like, I got pretty sick on the first tour, thinking, you know, I could party every night Mm -hmm. and, you know, go crazy. And, 
your body's not built. I don't care what age you are, you're just not built for that. And I talked to a lot of my friends who are touring musicians, and basically everyone had the exact same story as me, which is their first tour. I mean, I literally wound up in the hospital. For what? Dehydration and mm-hmm. exhaustion. Like, you know, the IV, you know, the BIV. How glamorous. On. It was, yeah. Once, once it was over, it seemed cool. At the time, it was not fucking cool right. at all. I mean, I, I was, a. Uh, I was out and about with some friends, and I just fucking barfed all over myself. Were you um, doing drugs? No. Just drinking? Well, a lot of weed, probably, and that's... That doesn't count. Well, it doesn't count, but it also... Um, I do think it leads you to kind of bad... Deci- you know, mm-hmm. I, I don't want to say like anything crazy, but it leads you to like a... Oh, beer number 90 or... Right. You know, shot number 95. It doesn't sound so bad after, you know... But this last tour, you know, I've kind of kept a little more, I I think as it's become bigger, and again, I don't want to ruin my fucking badass image, but I realize that there's, you know, people are expecting a certain amount of professionalism and like, no one's going to say, man, I saw Wheeler and, you know, the show sucked because he was hung over, but, you know, still that's a badass move, you know, like, <laughs> they want to see a good show and I'm like doing a better job of, which is yeah. impossible to be healthy on the road, but I've learned, I found a, fu- a way to try to stay again all the things my fans are probably upset that i'm even saying but um it's the truth you know it's like i'm trying to find a way to like i'll just get up in the hotel in the morning and i'll just go on a run which is you know silly silly for me to even say that i would do that but i'm doing it to keep endurance up mm-hmm. for the for three weeks out on the on the road it's just um and your shows have been sold out right what size venues are you playing it depends. I'm we're um every market's so fucking weird. I mean, I'm learning more about touring as we do it. It's like as I talk to you right now, like we're like I don't know how where they I don't know how the my, my touring people figure this shit out. Like we're doing thirteen hundred seat place in Kansas City, sold out. Wow. And then we're doing two hundred and fifty in my hometown. And as I re- record this, you could buy a ticket for it. <laughs> and I'm like, what the fuck is going like, you know, like yeah, and actually, and because I just don't give two shits, I'll, I'll I actually tweet it out. I go, "What the fuck is going on? How is their fucking tickets available for my hometown show?" The promoter read it, got pissed, called my managers. Like, you know, has he got any problems? Tell him to fucking stand to my face. Then, of course, I call my my brother and my parents. Like, the quote unquote promoter. Like, have you seen any promotion for this show? I mean, you can only you can't sell tickets. If people don't know you're playing, right? And my brother's like, you know, I ain't seen shit about it. You know, seen anywhere. So, I, I mean, I guess, you know, I don't know that a country music promoter is, the you know, there's 8 million, you know, Lexington's the place to be. So, apologies to the dude, but, you know, I just don't hold back in my music or, you know, my social media, which gets me in trouble, you know. And the, and the venue got pissed at me, too. And they said, uh, they, they, they wrote me back, they go, hashtag fake news. And they, I go. The venue? The venue and wow. I go. I go. So it's so it is sold out. <laughs> so it's sold out. You want me to, to 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 delete this? And they didn't write back. It's like you know they want to sell the tickets. You know, right? It's not fake news. Like the place should. The, tw- if I can do thirteen hundred in fucking Kansas City, why can't I do two hundred fifty? Oh 250. my god! Fake news does not mean something you don't like. Exactly. Well, fake news doesn't. But first of all, it's it wasn't fake. Right. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. They were pissed that I, I mean to them they took it as an insult. Like I was mad at the club. It has. I'm not mad at anyone in particular. I'm just pissed that like I got to go back home, see all my friends, and I don't want to play to. I mean, I'm sure it'll sell out by the time I do it, 
but of every venue that should be sold out, I mean, I could fill that up with family and friends. You'd think a Facebook post would just sell right. that thing out. Right. All right. I need to tell you guys about American Housewife, but then I want to find out from you, and I'm giving you some time to think about it. What is your worst quality? Okay. So, you guys, I was absolutely paid to say this. It is 100% a commercial for an ABC television comedy. Uh, if you're enjoying this kind of honesty, and if you like when people keep it real, then I have a show for you. It's ABC's hit comedy, American Housewife, and it's back on a new night, Wednesdays at 9.30, 8.30 Central after Modern Family, starting September 27th. Watch your favorite brutally honest, totally relatable mom, Katie Otto, along with her husband, Greg, work to ensure their three kids don't wind up like their uber-wealthy neighborhood Joneses. The everyday obstacles of their Tony town make them feel like it's them versus the world, and Katie meets the challenges with unconventional gusts determined to come out the winner. This is one mom who knows her quirky family is perfectly imperfect and she's far from sorry. Critics say American Housewife is a must-watch, unapologetic, and a brave new take on the sitcom Mom. The new season of American Housewife premieres on Wednesday, September 27th, 9.30, Central after Modern Family on ABC. Okay, so Wheeler, what is your worst worst quality? Well, I'm just, I was just checking my text and um, as I'm talking to you and... Um, I um was talking to the girl. We were, it was just some text from the girl we were talking about before. And, Your um, girlfriend? Yes. And um, it reminds me, I do think my worst quality is I'm selfish. I think many artists are, you know, it's mm-hmm. just like you can't do this. I'm not making excuses for it, but, you know, this is made by someone who's selfish, you know, a guy putting a this being, you're pointing your poster. Yeah, like a guy with four women or five women around him with, with a giant pussy king sign. It's like thinking about yourself, you know, too much. And, you know, like you're on the road and you're fucking busting your ass. It's like, you, you know, it's hard to, you know, you don't keep up with a girlfriend, you know, and like, but it's, you know, it's like um, as if she doesn't work too or like she's got like, she's just sitting around all day with like, you know, I get busy and shit like, but that's just another, it's an excuse for being fucking selfish. Mm. Were these, are you guys in the midst of a conflict right now? Like were um, these contentious I, texts? Um, They're not contentious texts. They're just, um, it's hard when I'm away. Like right now I've been working on this. I'm working on this kind of TV m- movie project. That's why I'm in Los Angeles right now. And the thing is fucking stressing me out. And, I don't want to get into specifics of networks, but we had a deal to do it somewhere. It sounds mm-hmm. like it's not going to, that deal is now going to not what happen. Is it, what is it? What is the project? It's going to be, it's, it's, it's going to be a concert movie with oh, some cool. backstage stuff. Um, but it's kind of not in a good place. I'm out here taking meetings, talking about doing it somewhere else. I really want to do it. I want to, the live shows. I mean, w- w- one of the things I love about the, about what I'm doing is growing up as a kid, I just loved, you know, and I was mainly a rock guy as a kid, and I loved rock. What I loved was seeing musicians playing, you know, the back and forth between musicians, and that's with the technology they're doing now, people lip-syncing or using playing along to tracks, which they do in country, too. But country, if it's a good country, it's the last place to see real people playing. Like, mm-hmm. I would kill right now if, like, Ricky Skaggs was here with his bluegrass band. I just love that back and forth, you know, watching human beings play instruments. So my band is, you know, I want to show that part of it off, which people don't, people think they're going to come to a show and it's like girls dancing in a cage and that shit. It's like, no, this is the best musicians in Nashville 
putting on playing real country and it's a tight band and you know it's like you're coming out to see you know country music and i i think people miss that and i don't i i understand why because of all the other there's a lot that goes along with what i do you know the like a pussy king po- when you when you open an album you get, it comes with a pre, free pussy king poster you don't think about the musicianship probably and i get that but i kind of want to show that off in a in a, on a grander scale so that's why i've been trying to beg people to not beg but we've been having some offers of people i i get a lot of <clears throat> because this thing's kind of taken off i'll get all, offers all the time about you know we got an idea for you you know and they just don't get it, you know. It's just, it's just one you to. How about a TV show where you're like a fuck machine, you know, like that kind of stuff. It's like no, no, no. I just want to want to play music, you know. So, um, so finally, I think some people are talking to some people who probably get it. So, <clears throat> um, tell them to stay away from my guitar. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> it's my dog you're talking about. Yeah, not not the producer. Um, <laughs> So yeah, that's kind of. But you you were asking about the text, which is yeah. When I'm away, sometimes you know, like listen, I've been stressed out. I've been in meetings like that. It's just like back to the selfishness thing. Like she ain't stressed out. Like she ain't dealing with shit. You know. Right. But do you live together? No. Um, I've never done that. I've never lived with a with a girl, which is kind of at my age. It seems weird, but I don't know. I'm 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 emotionally kind of stunted. I think in some ways. If you maybe the lyrics, the lyrics probably give that away. <laughs> um, let's take some questions that listeners sent in over Twitter. Can I ask a quick question? Yes, you can. Why did you have to say at the beginning? Did you have to say that at the beginning of that ad that you're this is an ad? Are you talking about the ad where I said I was 100 percent paid to say this? Yeah, that's actually part of the ad. Okay, it's part of the ad copy, but it says make it your own. So I was like, but I feel like. I actually debated for a second. I was just wondering if there's just, some weird podcast. No, it's no, it's not. No, it's just what it's just their their particular yeah. ad. Um, it's, yeah. I guess it, when it's unregulated, so they wouldn't give a shit. Anyway, you know, there are some. Well, no, I guess there's not. It's if you like on Instagram or something like that. If it's an ad, you have to do hashtag ad or hashtag sponsored. Okay, but yeah, no podcast. There's not really much of that. Um, okay, yeah. So let's take some questions. But first, I want to tell you guys. Sorry, Jeff. <laughs> I'm on Patreon. Patreon.com/slash Allison Rosen is where you go. There's all different sorts of reward levels. So you can get bonus episodes every month. A lot of behind the scenes stuff. Uh, access to an interactive video stream with me. Um, level where you get merchandise in the mail, tons of access to me. You will beg me to leave you alone. Uh, Patreon.com slash Allison Rosen is where you go for that. Okay, let's take questions from listeners. When we ask, they send them in. They're wondering how you have been. So thanks so much for answering these questions from our fans. Paul Van says... Can I what? just say something real fast? Yes. I like how you this is. I like how it's radio kind of. You do it all live. It's, it makes it a lot more fun. Um, thank just like you. to throw in a compliment here. I pre- I will take all of the throwing compliments and like the clapping. Yeah, I dig it all. Uh, what do you think is an appropriate age for my children to listen to your music? Um, that's a good, really good question because. Like, I have nieces and nephews who I hope will honestly never hear it. But I know, I mean, I sell a lot of my albums to, I know, to teenagers who are listening to it in the basement real low, which 
actually brings up fond memories for me. You know, with me and my friends listening to Life Cruelly Low in the Basement, there was a danger to that, which was fun. But the honest answer, I think the the real answer is just it's rated R. Like, what's R? Eighteen? Seventeen? I think maybe it's eighteen. I let's just say for me, while I'm on the record here, let's uh-huh. just say eighteen. Okay. But a hint to those fourteen, fifteen year old dirty boys who want to buy it, fucking buy it. <laughs> Uh, Jason Dick says, what are your favorite kinds of guitars? I love semi-hollow and arch-top Gibson and Gretsch the best. Um, that See, I love answering questions like that. Um, I was always a Martin guy. and um, Because I, I, I mainly, I'm really, nowadays, just play acoustic. And I grew up playing a lot of electric. And when I moved to acoustic, I always wanted a Martin. I finally got one. I started playing all the time. And then uh, Gibson came to me. They're like, you know. They go, uh, you know, what kind of guitars do you play? I go, I play Martin. I'm a Martin man. I'll always be a Martin man. I play Martins. They're like, what if, you know, what if we gave you a custom Wheeler Walker Jr. Oh, Gibson wow. guitar and all the guitars you want? I go, I'm a Gibson man. I always have been. <laughs> I will. And But I asked my, the producer who did, my, Grammy winning producer who did both my records, Dave Cobb. I asked him, I go, how are these, you know, Gibson and, and in the acoustic world, Gibson and Martin are kind of like, you can get, it's like Mercedes, BMW kind mm-hmm. of, you can get people passionate about both ends. And I thought he would, I thought, I, I literally thought he would say like, oh dude, don't, don't touch those things. He's like, I thought he would just have like a real passionate opinion. And he goes, um, oh, I've been playing these Gibsons. Gibsons are fucking great. And I, and I got one that, and I'll, I can show it to you in a second. It's not fun to show shit on on a podcast. But, but you're going to play a song at the end, so we'll see it. But yeah, but I've been really, I, I, they turned me, they, it was, it, it worked. I love Gibsons now. And I really only play Gibsons because they, I think they're a better strumming guitar, the acoustics, and I also think um, what I was kind of used to be bummed about when I played the Martins were like, um, Martins were like the, you know, the Model T is just like they're they're they sound great, blah blah blah. But there's you really can the, the, just the regular look. That's all you can get. But Gibson, I used to always be bummed. Like I wish I liked Gibsons because they make all these like really crazy right. like, fancy guitars that you always see the country guys with. And now that I love, actually enjoy the playing the Gibson more, it's been cool to like try out all their guitars. Like I was now that I'm out here, I, uh, I um, I always called like the Gibson place in the town I'm in, but there's only a few places. But I'm I call them up, I go, I want to, because a guitar I play J45 for the. I assume the guy listening wants is wants the technical shit. Mm-hmm. And what I wanted to, um, I've always wanted a J200, which is that kind of big one. I don't know if you have ever seen those like. Bob Dylan on the cover of Nashville Skyline, kind of like a big guitar. And I fucking love it. I called the place, the Gibson out here. They're like, yeah, we got that one. Um, Slash just gave it back to us. <laughs> and you can have it for a while if you want. <laughs> and I'm like, it's good enough for Slash. It's fucking good enough for me. So I just literally, you know, still warm from Slash playing it. And, um, so I've been messing around with that. So that's, I may uh, take that out on the road next. But uh, yeah, they've been... It's nice to, you know, you go on the road, you always, you know, you don't want to hurt a guitar and then what the fuck do you do, you know? It's nice right. that they have had those backups. They've been good to me. So, yeah. But I'm not saying it because of the endorsement, but it really did change my opinion. I'm a Gibson guy now, especially with acoustics. How do you feel about people destroying guitars on stage? Because it, I used to sort of overreact to seeing it in this like, oh, don't destroy something. Like, I don't know. It felt, 
I, I just hate seeing that. And then I thought, well, really, what's my problem, though? Because it's just commerce and they'll just buy another guitar and it'll be fine and it's part of the show. But I still hate seeing it. Well, yeah, I hate I, – I don't like it either. I mean, my my main problem with it too is – and I love Nirvana, but when I first saw Nirvana doing it, I'm like, the Who already – like, this has been done. Mm-hmm. It's like, we already seen it, you know? Like, if no one – like, I understand – like, I get it more from, like, the Who's point of view, which is, like, you're on TV playing a gig and the idea of – you know, it's just – talking about showbiz which is like getting up and you know just destroying it's never been done. that would if i was just a kid watching tv and i was obviously too young for that to see that live but that would have blown my fucking mind just like i'd never even seen a guitar you know i didn't even know you could you know what you, you know right. i'm thinking in my head you know like nowadays it just means so because now that i know a little bit more you know like if I smashed a guitar now, like people would know it's bullshit that I got a backup, you know, guitar. But um, I just think it's been done so much that it's just like it's just not new. But I'm with you. It's like I believe the instruments have souls, and like you don't mm. just fucking destroy it. But it also, part of me is like, this is they're not. There's a re- they're probably if you watch the show, they're probably it's not like their favorite guitar. Like <laughs> right, they're, they're like right before they break it, they they put they grab a new guitar that looks just like it. It's just you know it was a, probably a piece of shit, you know. Oh, I didn't think about that. It's a prop guitar. Almost always, yeah. I mean, like that makes sense. Big bands, like you know, like uh, like metal bands, like Motley Crue, will have this. You'll see the whole background is just Marshall stacks, which are right. the big loud amps. And I have my friends who tell me that's like, um, usually it's just one amp back there, but the rest are just like oh. covers, you know, to make it look like it's a giant wall of yeah. guitar amps. But people forget that it's a like you're in the back row of like the, right, the Hollywood bo- Hollywood Bowl. It's just a microphone. One of the amps is Mike. The rest are just for fucking show. All right. Uh, Danny Chesney says, who's the most badass motherfucker you've ever known or met? Uh, easy answer on that one, which is one of my heroes who, uh, if you were to, I'll ask, answer another question too, was who is, who is the coolest guy who's been, who's reached out saying they were a fan is the same answer to the question, which is Billy Joe Shaver, which is, if you don't know him, he's, my favorite, one of my favorite artists of all time, and known more, I think, to more people as a songwriter. There's a, there's a great, one of my favorite Waylon records is called Honky Tonk Heroes, and Billy Joe Shaver wrote every song on that album. And he's just a, he's when they talk about the outlaw movement and country and Willie and Waylon, all these guys, they're really talking about Billy Joe Shaver, who's a true outlaw. I mean, he's fucking, and I'm not just saying this, but he's as I'm not saying it's because it's cool, but you know, he's fucking shot a guy, you know. Um, used Willie Nelson, I think, as a character witness, and I think he, he and he got off. But him reaching out and saying he was a fan and wanting to meet was fucking the coolest thing for me. And there's no other way to describe him other than badass motherfucker. I mean, he's got f- some fingers missing, and he's got, like I said, shot people, and like he's gotten into, you know, I'm sure he got into it with fucking Willie and all those guys, you know. And he still to this day that he talks to Willie every day, like all those. guys guys and i actually heard a quote once which is because people now it's almost like like for the younger audience like almost like gangster rap it's like they look at those outlaw days it's like the good old days and he's you know and the quote people use is like when they talk about outlaw country it, it was just a bunch of people pretending they were billy joe shaver was the quote so he is really that badass month like the other guys who were pretending to be outlaws badass motherfuckers were impersonating billy joe mm-hmm. So he is a badass motherfucker. Kent says, does he really like a finger in his butt? If so, how did he come to learn that? 
good question. There's a song called Finger Up My Butt on the new album, Old Wheeler, which, like all my songs, there's a little more serious shit behind it, which is, and this one probably less serious than the other, but I was at a songwriting session with a buddy of mine and some other friends, and he was talking about a big-name country star who I can't name, who uh, can only get off with a finger up his ass. And everyone was fucking cracking up, and and I was the only guy, that's why I'm different than everyone else in Nashville. I'm the only one who goes, you know what? That's a fucking song. Like, it's interesting. I found it more interesting, like, you know, human sexuality, like some guy would need that, or like, mm-hmm. it's hard to find girls on the road who want to do that. I mean, it, and I'm not going to sing the song. I would think on the road is where you'd find them. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's probably harder to find them in the local grocery, but, <laughs> you know, but I was thinking like, what a weird thing. And like, I go, you know. I can't sing a song about him, so I'm like, I got to make it me. So mm-hmm. now I've got people thinking that I love a fucking finger in my ass. But honestly, you know, it's not it's not something I've ever. I mean, when my doctor does it, it ain't, I don't find it fun and fuck at all. So it's a it's a fictional tune about for me, but it's something that I heard about a real guy. And I also too, it's not in the song, but what, again back to the whole like these fucking dudes who are keeping it clean on the radio and the real life are doing crazier fucking shit than me, so. Levi Jones, is it better to kick ass first or eat pussy first? I feel like eating pussy gives you the energy for the ass kicking. (laughs) West Anthony says, what is his stance on people who start pretending to be country musicians like Darius Rucker or Chris Gaines? Um, Darius Rucker is, is the guy from Hooting the Blowfish who's always been real nice to me. Um, I th- I don't know the it's a it's a strange question because Chris Gaines is not a real person right um I think what he's can I guess what is he's Darius at? Rucker now doing country music yeah I think what he's I, a- didn't realize I think that. what he's asking is about people who move over to right. country um and he, I think at the end he was trying to be funny with the Chris, Chris Gaines thing Chris Gaines is who is the alter ego of who Garth Brooks remember oh, right. Garth yeah. Brooks decided to become rock and then he put out an album of Chris oh Gaines. right 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 oh I see okay it was funny too because someone was was talking about that the other day which was what a flop that thing was <laughs> but that it sold three million copies which is a flop for um garth brooks but not for anyone else but no one will sell three million copies this year in music yeah and that was his flop and that was his most embarrassing thing you by the way you can't get that record anywhere it's oh really like, well, he it, just canceled it yeah i mean you can't buy it off digital you can't stream it you can't get it at the stores you, you can get it on ebay for like 30 bucks um but like someone like darius rucker who um and like I said, I it's it's uh it's always tainted a little bit when the guy you know reaches out and says he's a fan, you know. But I don't think, and I was never a big. I'm not going to lie and say I was a Hootie and the Blowfish fan, but for him, for me, moving wh- what they were doing, him moving to country didn't seem like a crazy Mm-mm. move. The one I got annoyed by was Steven Tyler put out a country record. I'm like, because I love Aerosmith. Like I don't need to hear. He actually did a country version of Janie's Got a Gun, and it was fucking. Shit. Another example of me getting myself in trouble was I went on Facebook. When I first learned about Facebook Live, I had fun, so fun with it for the fucking first month. And I went and did a live review of Steven Tyler's uh, oh, I remember that. country record. I and think. then uh, my buddy texted me during it. He's like, dude, I fucking you know, wrote and produced the, the, <laughs> that song you're making fun of. I'm like, well, I mean, you think it's good? I don't know what to say, man. You know, it's, it's not the person. I'm not like going after you, but I don't, I just, I don't. I don't know. I don't like the idea of, to me, it's disrespectful. I don't like the idea of country something you do when you get older and slower and things slow down. Like, 
It's not something you can just... I don't like the idea of country music as a hobby. It's kind of my answer, which is like, I'm going to try out country music for, for the week and see if that one sticks. Mm-hmm. But there's also people too, like, you know, Sheryl Crow did a country album and... But I always felt there's a little bit of that in her music anyway, so that that doesn't seem that different. It's just there's like that's just like a marketing tool for that record. Yeah, it's interesting who will allow to make that switch. Like I'm thinking of the punk band X. John and Xine did Knitters, which was country, and like no, and I love it, and no one balked at all, you know. Yeah, well, there was a, there was a bit of that kind of almost rockabilly shit that they had. Right. You know, interesting too is um. Which I didn't know this before. One of my f- favorite artists of all time is Dwight Yoakam, and I always consider him a, country, a Kentucky artist mm. who's from Pikeville, I think. And uh, but I didn't know until recently that he actually moved out to L.A. Um, in the '80s to make it. Um, and in those days, he like like playing that type of country music: cowboy hats, skinny jeans, cowboy boots. That was punk rock. Like no one seen it in L.A. There was no you were as you were as um, out of the loop as X, you know. So he would play with like with X and like kind of punk bands. Like they thought of him as like a, you know, it was like a crazy thing that he was doing. So he that those were the kind of the only early gigs he could get was kind of that, that in that kind of X scene. So um, thirty five degrees says, does he shave his balls to match his beard? Um, let's not spend a lot of time on this one. No, I mean I don't even know what that what would what that would mean. So it, well, let's just. The answer is no. If you shaved your balls to match, I mean, look, there's a there's an inherent problem in the question because I feel like if your balls match your beard, the answer is no, you're not shaving. Exactly, but yeah, and also too, I think maybe he's asking about like actual length. But yeah, I mean, I like, know. there's no, I th- there's no way my my balls are never near my beard. Mm. It's just how how my how the human body works. So it just <laughs> seems like talk about a waste of time. And the and the woman who. Uh, trims my beard um ain't gonna get near my balls so can wheeler talk about how he discovered reached out to and landed such top-notch musicians to play on his recordings uh sure um especially uh since the people who introduced me have been on record as talking about it um one of my favorite artists out there right now and someone i'm honored to call a friend is sturgill simpson who i knew back back in kentucky and he i was telling him about this record i wanted to make and he um He's like, we got to talk to my producer, Dave Cobb. And I talked to Dave about it. And I said, I have this much money and, you know, can we do it? And Dave has since, at the time, I don't know what he really, how much he'd done, but has since won at least two Grammys. And uh, he's got his kind of go-to, sorry, I'm holding back a sneeze. Hey, producer, can you, can you cut all this out? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> holding back a sneeze. And what I love about... Dave is besides being a great producer, he's got his kind of go-to house band that are like um they're not the the to me that's part of why Nash all these country shit sounds the same. It's everyone's using the same players. He he's got these guys who are as good or I I would say are better than these guys, but they've got their own sound and they're a little off kilter from that kind of um like the the studio guys in Nashville, most of them which is a big gig, you know, to play on these big records. These guys are what I consider almost too good, which is if you don't get in the first take, second take's going to be, they're not going to mess, like, like literally it's going to be perfect. It's going to sound like a computer. But these guys are funky enough and kind of fucked up enough that it's like they can never, they could never do it the same thing twice. And they're just, they're just, they're more feel than, um, 
uh, than craft, I think. And they just always come up with such great shit. So yeah, I mean, the answer is yeah. I'm, it's an honor to be able to play with like the guys who played on Sturgill's record, the guys who played on who are playing on all the my favorite records right now because he uses the same guys. Um, unless you're a, like Stapleton, he d- Dave has done both Stapleton records, and Stapleton's got his own band. So and Jason Isbell, same thing has his own. He doesn't. These players don't play don't play when the artist has their own band. But I just prefer these guys. And now that I'm friends with them, I always use them and. Yeah, I um, I I ran into Shooter Jennings recently, and a lot of these guys used to be in Shooters. And people, for people who don't know, Shooter Jennings, great artist, his uh, his Waylon son, and uh, was kind of what gave Dave his start. Kind of like actually, what's what's interesting, and I want to give a shout out to Shooter here is um, Waylon kind of paved the way. His dad paved the way for kind of all like the Willies and all that kind of stuff. And Shooter, in his own way, has done it again. He was the first guy to make that record with Dave Cobb. And he was the first kind of not mainstream country guy to kind of get some play, you know, and get his name out there. And he actually, he's the one who introduced, he was with Dave Cobb and uh, at a Billy Joe Shaver concert, speaking of which, and he um, he said, Dave, that guy over there is the best singer in Nashville. He pointed to Sturgill, you know, and then whatever, seven, eight years later, Sturgill's got a best album Grammy nomination and best wins the Grammy for best country album, like... That was Shooter introducing him, you know, and Sturgill was broke at the time. I think, I don't I don't think I'm speaking out of school. I don't know exactly how much money he had in the bank, but he wasn't anyone, anybody knew. So he's really paved the way for a lot of that stuff. So yeah, it's a lot of guys, old guys, guys from, who used to play with Shooter and uh, Jamie Johnson's old drummer and this guy Brian Allen, who's like the kind of the best bass player I've ever seen. And yeah, I mean, I am. That I think what he's getting at too with that question, which is I'll agree with, some players are too good for me. Like don't, <laughs> I don't deserve players that good. Um, and he's, I know he didn't say that, but I, I will say he's, he's right about that. If that's what he meant. Um, I'm gonna ask you a nosy question now. Huh. When you uh, when we last talked, which was a while ago, like really talked, you were saying that you were, you had you had used all your own money to self finance the album, and you hadn't made much back. Like you were, I don't know if you said you were broke, but you intimated that. Are you is are you now making? Are you now doing okay? Well, no. Uh, it's a confusing answer. One is, well, I put the or maybe you didn't use all your money, but you had self financed. Yes, but I did pretty much use all my money, which is the the part of doing this that I never. Sorry, I always give long answers, but it's okay. It's okay, you know. I give a lot of information. Um, <laughs> The part of this bit thing that I never anticipated, which I didn't know about, which is I'm going to be my, I'm going to own my stuff. I'm not going to have anybody who's a boss. I'm going to own my label. I'm going to own everything. No one can touch me, blah, blah, blah. Because no one forgets, everyone forgets to tell you all of a sudden you're, which I never wanted to be as an entrepreneur. You know, mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm not basically the president of a company. And my guys who tour with me are like employees, you know, like I'm saying, like I got all this shit. Like so admin stuff. Yeah, it's very weird. It's like, it's not. It has. I'm zero percent interested in doing any of that shit. But I also want. I I like my freedom, so I have to do it. But yeah, the first album made enough money to pay for the pay back the album, and to pay for the new record. So the majority of that money has gone back into what you would call, the, I guess, the company because it paid for the new record. And I now have made enough money. I've now made enough. Well, let me put it this way: There's a rumor I could be making a profit 
by the end of the year. And I'm not making that up. That's actually the, st- the, the quote I got, which is you've now paid back both albums. And like, you know, almost like we're not promising anything, but you could actually, this thing that you've put all this time and money and your, you know, blood, sweat and tears into, there's a chance you could actually make some money from it, which That's is great, which is great. But it's also crazy too. Cause you know, the, players on the road they're getting money the clubs are getting money the managers are getting everyone's getting money yeah distribution companies getting money and it's almost like keep it up buddy and one of these days if there's some left there might be some left over you can (laughs) can get a paycheck but i ain't living large i can tell you that yeah music business is so fucking tough right now i mean what's crazy is how how um how successful especially the first record was and how little that, that, and how much work it took to sell that many copies for that record, and how little amount of records that is. I mean, I have not sold a hundred thousand records. I mean, we're getting close to that, but mm-hmm. in that range, I'm like, I like when you talk about like a, a Stapleton who sells three million. I'm like, how the fuck is that even possible? You guys, he's obviously playing a different game. I'm not on, you know, yeah, the late night shows and that shit. Although I just did Carson Daly. Oh, neat. Ask me how Carson Daly was. How was Carson Daly? I don't know. I didn't meet him. Oh really? He wasn't there. Yeah. Did he just had a producer? Yeah, they just asked me you? questions. Yeah. Ah. Um, I did. I've done two TV things now. I did. I did uh, ridiculousness. How was that? It was fun. I just sat there and watched goofy videos and made wisecracks. I don't know when it'll when it'll air. Was I allowed to say I'm on it? I think so. Um, but yeah, I'm trying to do more of that stuff. You know, but it's like it's fucking impossible. Because I don't, I mean, I have Apple Music. I don't buy records. It's like. Same. Um, who does? And I get upset when I see the charts. Like, oh, shit, I only sold this many this week. And then I stop myself and go, I don't fucking buy records. I mean, I try to buy them. I I have friends who just buy them to support the artist. But I never do that. I just buy the record if I want to buy. Do you get a piece of Apple Music? Like, how does that work? Yes. I, any streaming, I get, I get okay. some of. Yes, yeah, some, some of my streaming money is pretty good. But, um. My streaming money, because I own my um, own label and own my masters, my streaming money, my complaint was what I was talking about before about them not giving me enough promotion because they're worried about the value of their company and don't want dirty shit on there. Mm. Where everyone else complains about the money, I have less problem with the money because the other artists who complain about it, their label's taking a big piece. Mm. But I am the label, so I get everything. Right. So that, I'm not, I, I think the money on streaming for me, if you do it yourself, is fine. I just don't like that they're really giving favor to the major labels and the big companies it's just it's just radio part two that's my that's my big issue with it but yeah you do you get paid for streams you get paid for youtube views and all that shit good so um let's hear a song i'm very excited to hear it but first why don't you tell people where they can go to find you and plug all your things because then we're going to hear a song and then we're going to end the show um, I might come back for a minute and say something. I don't know. We'll, Man, it's who crazy. Knows? Who knows what the fuck's going to happen? It's really the Wild West right here in yeah. this studio. Um, and it's real dirty in here, too. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> it is. You There's can, a you, rug leaning against the you wall. You apologize for the dirtiness. I would love a place this, this undirty. Um, yeah, I go to... Um, all my albums have a sticker on them that say banned from Walmart, Kmart, and Best Buy. So... Unfortunately, a lot of country artists sell shit there, but they won't sell my shit. So you got to buy it iTunes or Amazon or through my website, wheelwalkerjr.com. And we're getting ready to go on tour, and a lot of dates are selling out. And if um, you don't get my, you don't get a ticket, you're shit out of luck. But go go to my website. And I'm gonna add one thing. 
How do you find out if I'm playing in your town? You don't find out by fucking tweeting and asking me when I'm coming to your town. Because <laughs> I can't fucking answer all these tweets anymore. You just go to the fucking website. Like, how did you... Remember the old days when there were concerts and you found out if the, if, about them? Pretend it's that, that, them days. Like, you don't, you don't fucking just tweet Axel every day waiting for to see if Guns N' Roses is coming to town. <laughs> just fucking check the... You know, look around. Go to my website and check it out. Um, and about this time when this airs, I'll be... Uh, Doing uh, two dates with a uh, Kid Rock at the Kid Rock Fish Fry. Oh, but that's sold out. I was gonna say like come on down, eat some fried fish, and watch me and Kid Rock. But that's probably on StubHub for five hundred bucks. So don't don't support that 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 shit. And you also have a podcast. Did you say that? Yeah, I started a Wheeler Walker Junior podcast, which is like everything I do has been fun, but more of a fucking pain in the ass than I thought it was gonna be. As I look at you and the producer, you you guys know better than me. Sometimes um, it's a pain. Yeah, I mean, I you know what the big thing for me is where I give you credit. I'm I'm saying you, the podcasting community, is you just think it's going to be fun. You forget that there's a real talent behind it. Like I'm not a broadcaster, you know. Like I just sit around. Like people complain about my interview skills. I'm like, no <laughs> shit, you know. I'm sitting around dicking around with my friends who are. I'm trying to. I felt like there wasn't. My complaint was, you know, radio won't play me this, you know, I can't be on TV, blah, blah, blah. I want an outlet where I can kind of, you know, speak freely and then fucking, you know, talk my mind for two, three minutes or, you know, talk my mind what I think is nonstop. I look at the clock. It's been like a minute, a minute 40. <laughs> I'm like, how do I, do, do, you know, this right. is not a podcast. This is a fucking phone call. So it's, uh, you know. Um, I've been trying to, you know, talk to, you know, doing more shit with, you know, guys around Nashville. Because I don't think there's, there's a guy, Chris Shiflett from the Foo Fighters who has a country music podcast. But other than that, there's not much of that stuff around. So everyone um, go listen to it. It's a minute yeah. 40 long. Yeah. Plus an interview now. Right. The old ones, I've got f- four versions of me testing it out that, and when I put all four together, that was about five minutes long. <laughs> And uh, if you like what you're hearing, subscribe. iTunes.com slash Allison Rosen is where you go. Please uh, rate and review. It helps out the show. Um, I'm on Twitter at Allison Rosen, Instagram at Allison Rosen. I really would push the Instagram on you, please, because it's just a personal quest to keep that follower number. You got you to keep it, it up there. It's just, and well, it's not just that. It's that I say this every time, so it's I'm a broken record. But the number has been the exact same for like two years now, and it's driving me fucking crazy. I'll po- let's take a picture after I'll post it, and you'll get some oh, great. crazy fans. Yeah, thank you. Um, okay, and Jeff, where do we find you? You can find me on Facebook and Twitter at Colonel Jeff Fox. All right. So what are, are we- you? A, are you a Colonel? Where's that come from? Like a Kentucky Colonel, but actually not even. That. I just it's a, it's a sore point for me. It's where you brought it up because I want to be a official. I have some friends who are Colonel. You know the Kentucky Colonel, a Kentucky Colonel, which is it sounds like you already know, which is a meaningless title. Which is, but you can, you know, talk to people who know people. Sorry for burping. Excuse me. <laughs> and they can just say you know Colonel Wheeler Walker Jr. and it means fucking nothing. My brother actually is a Colonel and he got it for getting good grades in high school. <laughs> He's should, a Kentucky Colonel. Yeah. Which is not a, a, a cur- not a colonel in the army, you know. Right. I'm a I'm a colonel in the Larry Miller Drinking Society of the Island of Milleronia. All right. Well, the um, I don't know what that means. It's but a nation. Got it. Uh, <laughs> but like you know, Elvis's manager, Colonel Tom Parker. Sure. Not a colonel. He just made it up. So well, sometimes, that's like pe- Jeff. Yeah. Sometimes you say colonel and people think you know you were in the army, but there is that Kentucky colonel thing, which I think would be. Co- but it's, it's the the more albums I put out, more dirty shit I put out, the less chance of me becoming a colonel there is 
You're a colonel to us. Thank you. Um, all right. What song are we going to hear? I don't know. I was thinking about... I, I'm, I want to make it um, dealer's choice um, here. Maybe... Did you want to hear... Because um, some of the stuff sound. There's only so, so much of it that sounds good with just me and acoustic. So I was thinking, do you want to hear Fuck You Bitch from the first one just because maybe your audience hasn't heard it before? Sure. Just because be it's, it's the easiest one to just with me and a guitar. You prefer that one over Poon? Does that one not work on acoustic guitar? Poon does not work that well on acoustic guitar. But um, Well, now I'm speaking to you off mic, so I'll just tell them what you said. I'm just thinking, fuck you, bitch. That's old news for you? Well, you've played it on some podcasts before, right? We want an exclusive. How about an exclusive? I've never, um, I don't think I've played pictures on my phone anywhere. Okay, let's do that. Sorry to the listeners who are really wanted to hear fuck you, bitch. All right, this is, I'll introduce it as pictures on my phone written by me. From my new album, Old Wheeler. First time I ever played it acoustic on a, any radio or podcast, I believe. Flashback, I was just 16. Look at pictures in a magazine. All it take from Lady Cream was a girl in a nightgown. But the girls these days, I swear, hanging out in the underwear. Snap titties like they didn't care If they spread all over town Well, I guess it's a whole new world Have sex and you don't even need the girl Playing music out on the road Head back to my hotel room Can you do me a solid one? Send me pictures of your pussy on my phone Movies on the internet I prefer the personal shit Won't feel so all alone With some pictures of your pussy on my phone Getting off the bus at dawn Girls waiting there suck me off Turn around and then I'm gone I don't need to make time for a home I can nail every woman I see Fuck more than a candy That shit gets old to me I'll be alone when I want to come home Rather be by myself at night Cock glaring up with the cell phone light Playing music out on the road Head back to my hotel room Can you do me a solid one? Send me pictures of your pussy on my phone Hate the movies on the internet I prefer the personal shit Won't feel so all alone With some pictures of your pussy on my phone Won't feel so all alone Won't feel so all alone Pussy on my phone Yeah Beautiful. Thank you. And thank stirring. You. 
thank you so much for being on the show. This was so much fun. I'm, I'm glad you had fun. I was asking, how, how's this rate with other podcasts? I'm, it was pretty. It wasn't bad, right? He just gave me a, uh, the uh, okay sign. Right, cool. yeah. No, I think we're good. I like to be constantly judged. All right, cool. <laughs> it was good. I had fun if you did. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. I love you. Goodbye. Hey, do you know about the Allison Rosen Show? We had a good time, but now we gotta go. Yeah, Allison Rosen.